Hello, everybody, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Gopher Podcast. Um, thank you for rejoining us if you are a past listener. And if you are a new listener, welcome to the Gopher Podcast, where we are talking about current events in Chatfield High School and all the things going around Chatfield. Um, this is Zach Sloviak and Abby Gillespie. We have an awesome episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking to a local living legend in Miss Nora Gecki. Um, you'll get to learn a little bit about her, her past, and her history in this week's press conference of the week. Um, also, we have a cool new opportunity and idea that's going to be floating around Chatfield that we might give you guys a little inside scoop to. Um, and then we'll be looking at the science fair that is on its way here and also be looking at how Student Senate is attempting to bring the school closer together in this crazy year of COVID. What do you say, Abby? Cue the band. Mr. Solviak, I was wondering what your favorite movie is or your go-to movie when you're just sitting at home. Well, currently I never just get to sit at home anymore. Even um, in quarantine? Oh, because you're busy at home now. Yeah, I've got a little fella i got to take care of. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't like movies yet. Um, um, my favorite movie or my go-to movie is definitely uh, Miracle, the movie of the 1980s Olympic hockey team. I love, uh, I mean, Minnesota people here, you got to love that movie. Uh, Herb Brooks is a Minnesota coach, Minnesota boy. Um, I love that movie. It's like every single time I watch that movie, I get chills. Um, it would either be that movie or Gran Torino, to be honest. I don't know why, but Gran Torino just hits me right in the feels every time. Um, the old guy in Gran Torino reminds me of Mr. Becker a little bit, so I think it's like... <laughs> kind of cool because I get to see like the oh he acts so hard but he actually loves everything kind of guy and that reminds me of Mr. Becker but those are my kind of two movies uh, that are my go-to movies I guess how about you um I really like Titanic but it's so long that I don't watch it very often young Leonardo DiCaprio yeah well I just like the plot of it the the ship sinks if you didn't know oh really (laughs) Um, another one I like is My Girl. It's kind of an older one, but I haven't watched it in a long time. But it was, it's probably my mom's favorite movie, so I would always watch it with her when we were younger, or when I was younger. Abby, you're such an old soul. I'm waiting for you to tell me now, like, some black and white movie that you like as well. Like a hmm, Frankenstein. Like Gone with the Wind. Oh, jeez. Is that there, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's def- it's been made more than one time for sure. It has to have been. Yeah. But because I'm like Frankenstein's monster, the first edition or something like that to be coming out. But oh, uh, well, movies. You can't. A popcorn. Are you a popcorn person? Yeah, I'll eat a little bit of it, but not too much of it. Popcorn's good. I like popcorn. Yeah. Great. Just great. Um. So. <laughs> I get if you guys want, you can comment in this week's. You're, let's have you guys under this week's Instagram post comment your guys' favorite movies. I'm excited to see what type of movies people are watching these days. Um, so this week's small town lowdown, Abby. We have something pretty exciting to kind of just give an inside look at. Um, what is that? There's going to be a new program implemented in the high school called Gopher which stands for gratitude, optimism, perseverance, helpfulness, education, and respect, which is going to be like 
kind of... ...and how people are going to get rewarded for this, but um, this gopher program is something that I think is going, I'm hoping is going to stick around the high school and the city of Chatfield for a little while. Um, there'll definitely be more to come on this, so stay tuned. Next, we're going to be talking about how Student Senate is starting back up now that we can be in person and they can interact with students again. What, Abby, what is Student Senate? I don't, even, I don't understand. So, Student Senate, a lot of people know what uh, school council is. It's basically that. It's just the high school version of it. So there's representatives elected by their grade, by their classmates in their grade, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like a normal Senate if you think about it. We make decisions for things like dress-up days or different things implement throughout the school. A main thing they focus on is homecoming week and all of those activities and dances and stuff like that. Awesome. So what is Student Senate doing to kind of bring the school a little closer together during this difficult or different year of COVID? Uh, starting in the beginning of February, there's going to be heart-shaped cookies for sale that people can buy and they can, I guess they can buy them for themselves or for their <laughs> classmates or their teachers or maybe crushes, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but... It'll be given out to people around Valentine's Day because they're heart-shaped and... Ah, yeah. love will be in the air, on the ground, and in people's stomachs. So that is <laughs> awesome. Um, yes, oh yes, Valentine's Day, what a time. Um, what else is Student Senate working on? They're working on developing a snow week. I think the current plan is to make it two weeks so that each section, so Group A and Group B, can each experience four days versus just two days of the festivities. There'll be more to come on dress-up days and activities that we can do because they'll all have to be adjusted due to distance learning and only half the school being there at the time. Yeah, that's tough, but at least it's exciting to see at least we're making that transition back to kind of normalcy. That's exciting. Right. Um, and this, the last thing we're gonna kind of talk about in the Small Town Lowdown this week is the science fair. Um, so we have a student, Nathan Dietz, that was on pace to be nationally recognized last year for his science fair project um, and then COVID came and it, I was super sad to see that happen because he worked really 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 hard on his project um, I, I was happy to see that we so in school we gave him a full I mean a full not yeah. I don't say a, a concert but a full assembly to for his awards and his presentations and it, it was so cool to see that he was going to like the international science fair so he'd have people from different countries and he was representing Chatfield so um, that is starting to wind up and I got to talk to Dietz a little bit on Monday and Tuesday and he was telling me about how it's coming to an end right now and he's kind of had his final stops he's getting ready to make his video for his science fair project and he is um, he's the best word he kept, or the word he used the most was anxious. Because he's like, it's coming up so fast. And with COVID, it was so weird. He said, it's nothing like last year. So we're hoping and wishing Nathan the best. Coming to an end with his science fair experiment and his, just, I mean, his senior year's final chance to wow us all, which I'm sure he will. Yeah, so, the grand finale. The grand finale. Oh, deets. Oh, <laughs> deets. Um, with that being said, uh, we're actually going to get to interview 
the science fair leader or the science fair teacher that is in charge of that in Miss Gecky and here she is. I cannot wait to hear what she has to say. All right, everybody. So this week we have Miss Gecky with us, um, our prestigious guest of the week. Uh, Miss Gecky is extremely involved in Chatfield School. She has a a teacher in the school that's involved in Rube Goldberg that Abby talked about last week. Um, she also helps with science fair, but also she's been involved by allowing three of her very own to come through Chatfield High School. Um, so welcome, Miss Gecky. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're going to start off your questions with just kind of talking about how you came to Minnesota to teach. So when I went to college in New York, I decided at, in my junior year of college that I wanted to get a PhD. And my plan was to teach college. And so I, after college, came out to Mayo Clinic for a PhD program. And I uh, was about halfway through my program and I decided that I would rather teach in high school. So I, I got to Minnesota from New York uh, because I came to graduate school here in Rochester. Um, I stayed for about three years, I got a master's degree, and then I went back to Winona and uh, I ended up getting my teaching degree from Winona and, and started teaching science because I have always loved science since the ninth grade. I had an amazing ninth grade biology teacher um, and I was hooked ever since. So when I was 14, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to teach and I knew I wanted to teach science. Awesome. Um, science, though, that's just... I'm, it's just so gross. But um, <laughs> so it must be something about the city of Rochester because there's a Rochester, New York, and a Rochester, Minnesota. That's just must be something. Um, so, Miss Gecky, when we look at the difference between teaching, I think it's cool for me as a teacher and maybe some of our listeners. Like, what's the difference in the educational system that you've noticed between New York and Minnesota? So, in New York, when I was in high school, in every subject, you have to pass a state test at the end of a, a, a class. So for instance, if you take algebra, every student in the state of, of New York takes the algebra regents exam. And you have to get at least a 70% on that exam to prove that you're competent before you're allowed to go to the next class. And so there were a lot more people that were retained in their current grade if they couldn't pass that regents exam. Um, at the end of the semester or the end of the year. So we had to pass them in biology and in chemistry and in all our math classes. Um, and that way there's a standard for all students in the entire state. And it makes it consistent for all students no matter what school you go to and no matter who your teacher is. Wow. I don't know if I'd like that or not. <laughs> I would. It would take finals away from me. It'd be nice. The state, right. can, the state can grade it. <laughs> So here at Chatfield, you teach a lot of different classes. Can you kind of summarize what each of them are and what your favorite is? Okay, so when I came to Chatfield, um, I was hired just to teach physical science. And I actually did not have that degree. My original teaching degree was just biology. So prior to coming to Chatfield, um, I had taught for seven years at John Marshall and had taught primarily biology, um, just a few sections of chemistry when they needed me to fill in. Um, but I'm really a biology teacher, and that, that was my training. Um, I also spent some time teaching in the nursing program at RCTC before I came here. I taught anatomy and physiology um, and some general uh, biology labs. So when I came to Chatfield, I was hired for physical science, which was really not my wheelhouse. So I went back and got a, a second teaching degree 
Um, so I'm also licensed to teach chemistry and physics now as well. And so I started teaching that, and I was actually only half-time because my kids were still little. Um, and since then, um, I have added, I have asked the school board and Mr. Paulson's permission to start a lot of different science classes here. So AP Biology had never been taught here before. Um, and so I brought that, that class here. Um, so that was the second class I started to teach. Um, I've also taught some seventh grade explore science classes. So I'm the one that invented that course as well. Um, so it's now taught by other people. But um, I started that class because I felt like we could use more science at the middle school. So that was another class that I taught. Um, and since then, I've expanded. I also started the environmental science class here in Chatfield um, because there's so many awesome things uh, for us to do outside in Chatfield using Savannah Springs. And I, it was an untapped resource. So I started teaching environmental science to juniors and seniors. Um, I since then had an opportunity to teach college level chemistry. And so I started to do that. Um, and then back, kind of went backtracked and needed to fill in to teach regular general chemistry. Um, so the, the answer to that is I've taught lots of different classes. Um, I think if you ask me my favorite class, that's, that's kind of like asking me to pick between my children. Um, I don't know that I can. Um, Everyone has a favorite. I like kid. them all. <laughs> Um, I think I like my college classes, my college chemistry, my, co my AP biology the best because for me, it's the culmination for my students of learning lots of different things and they see how it all connects together. So I really like that, but at the same time, I think my favorite age group is ninth grade. I've always taught ninth grade. Um, and so my ninth graders, I like to get too early because I get to teach them how to be good students how to be organized and how to study and how to be successful in the classroom. And so I really like that opportunity too. So you're taking the credit for Abby Gillespie's success in high school? <laughs> I think Abby Gillespie will do just fine <laughs> in, in college chemistry. <laughs> um, so hearing everything that you teach, uh, it obviously takes a very, very impressive, smart, every type of teacher to do all of this. Um, Ms. Gecki was nominated for an extremely prestigious award last year. What award was that? Um, so that is through the state of Minnesota. Um, it was the Minnesota State uh, Teacher of the Year. Um, I was a candidate last year. I was nominated um, by an administrator for um, some innovative things that I've done over the years and some, the fact that I do teach five different science classes, which is, is quite a load. Um, so that's why I was nominated. It was quite a long process. You have to provide a portfolio uh, to the state. So I, it probably took me about uh, six weeks to put together all those teaching materials. Um, and from that, the state dis, uh, decides if you are a worthy candidate or not. Um, so I was last year. And then things kind of got derailed a little bit because of COVID. Um, because, so we never got our actual banquet. Um, but that is usually what the award is, is you get to come to a banquet and get recognized by the state. Well, it's a huge honor for that type of award to even have your name categorized with it, much less actually be a candidate of that. So, I mean, as a staff member, it's pretty exciting to know that you're right across the hall from a Minnesota Teacher of the Year candidate, much less like she's basically I mean for me Miss Gecki is basically like my mom of the school so it's even better <laughs> um, so it's cool to know that like your mom teacher is a candidate of the year to be Minnesota's teacher of the year 
Well, thank you. I, I really love teaching, and I'm one of those people who gets to go to work every day. I don't feel like I have to go to work. I always think of in the morning, gee, I get to go to work. Um, so I really do love what I do, and I'm, I'm glad that there are new teachers coming in. Um, and I, I'd like to share some of the things that I've learned over the last 25 years um, with new teachers, too, to help you be successful and, and uh, make a difference in, in the lives of your students. She sure does that. <laughs> Mr. Sloviak mentioned earlier, but you don't only teach at the school, you also help mentor the Rube Goldberg team in Science Fair. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? So Rube Goldberg actually started um, back in 2011. I had a student who went to the International Science Fair. So I was doing Science Fair, which is another thing I brought here to Chatfield. Um, I've been involved in Science Fair for... Um, quite a few years when I came to Chatfield, uh, back in Rochester. So I brought that to Chatfield as well. Um, and I did have a student the very first year I, I was here um, who did an amazing project and got to go to California um, to the International Science Fair. While I was there as, as a chaperone, one of the sessions that they had for teachers was by the people who ran Rube Goldberg to teach teachers about this opportunity. And as soon as I saw it, I thought it was the coolest thing I had ever seen. And I thought, I need to do this now at Chatfield too. And so a couple years went by and I kind of kept it in the back of my head of how would I do this? And then um, I had two students who were in the eighth grade. And that summer that they were gonna go into the ninth grade, um, they took a bicycle and a weed whacker and they took the motor off the weed whacker and hooked it up to the bicycle and made themselves a motorized bike, which they then drove around Chatfield the entire summer. And I thought, okay, here's my two kids. If they can turn a weed whacker into a motorbike, they know how to do a Rube Goldberg machine. And so I grabbed them and they were my pilot program for the Rube Goldberg project. And they brought some friends and the first year we went, we came in dead last. <laughs> at the regional um, there were six teams that year and we didn't know what we were doing I had read the instruction manual and I said okay we can do this and we didn't know what we were doing um, but we learned a lot that first year um, and the second year we came back and we took fourth at nationals not only did we win the regional the second year but we went to nationals and took fourth um, and every year we were learning a little bit more about what it took to be successful and we have had a very successful run here um, with Rube Goldberg and I, one of the things that happened was in the beginning um, I had all boys and my first couple teams there were no girls it was a kind of a thing that was seen as something the boys like to do and then I got one girl and then I had two girls and in the last two years my teams have been predominantly girls so I love the fact that girls are willing to get dirty girls are willing to learn how to use power tools things that can be intimidating to girls sometimes um, but I love the fact that I've got, uh, I've got kids who are interested, and I'm going to do it as long as there are kids who want to do it. It's, an, it's definitely an awesome experience for Chatfield students and something we should not get rid of. Um, we're going to move into our final section, which is the five-question fire drill. So, Ms. Gecki, we're going to just oh, shoot five questions at you. Um, it's nothing going to deal with teaching, nothing going to deal with science, nothing really. I mean, some people might argue everything deals with science, but everything actually deals with history. So... Um, <laughs> It will be nothing we'll dealing, see about that. Everything dealing with science. Um, and then just answer them as truthfully as you can. And I mean, it's, you don't need to explain too much. It's just some fun questions. So, Miss um, Gecki, are you more of a Mac or a PC person? 
PC. What is your favorite color? Pink. I live in a house full of boys, so anything I can have that's pink is awesome. So what's a moment in life where you felt like, I can't believe I'm doing this? I think the, one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do, and you, you have a lot of experience with this, is bringing your baby home for the first time. <laughs> um, when you have that moment of, oh my goodness, what did I just do when you bring that baby home for the first time? Uh, that's pretty intimidating. It is. If you were to do anything just on like a Saturday night in your free time, what would you choose to do? Oh, I love to make quilts. Okay. I'm a quilter. I love to cut part fabric apart and sew it back together. <laughs> what is the next thing you plan to cross off your bucket list? Ooh, that's a good one. I have a to-do list. I don't know if I have a bucket list. <laughs> what was the next thing you're crossing off that to-do uh, list? My to-do list. I can't wait for spring because I need to do some landscaping. We did an addition on our house this winter, um, and I'm really excited to redo my landscaping this spring when the weather clears up. Oh well, thank you so much. Um, this was an awesome interview. So awesome to learn more about you. Um, hopefully, we get to have you on again and learn even more about you. Thank you, Ms. Gecki. You are welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I think it was kind of unique to hear from Mrs. Gecki about the difference between New York schooling and Minnesota schooling, because I had never heard about uh, schools doing something like that at the end of a course. What would you think about that? Would you, do you think it would be, as a student, it would it add more pressure on you? Would it be like, kind of cool to be like, I passed the state of Minnesota's expectations, or do you think it's just kind of like a one-size-fits-all thing that doesn't really work? I feel like it would definitely add more pressure and it would almost turn every class into a, an AP class where you have to take a test at the end of the course. But I feel like if I lived in New York and that was the normal thing, it wouldn't be as much like, oh, well, I passed the state exam, so good. Like, <laughs> it's just what they do, they have to do that, so I don't think it'd be that big of an honor. I guess. I mean, it'd be good to pass and not be held back. But. Right, right. I think, I think there's obviously pluses and minuses to it. Like, it's got that sense of accountability. Like, everybody's doing the same thing. Um, right. So it doesn't matter if you go to Chatfield or if you go to Rochester. It doesn't matter. It's, you're going to be doing that. But I, I also think, like you're saying, it's. I think it does add a lot of pressure to students. And, I mean, people have their own opinions on standardized tests the way it is. So I think that just adds that up. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really, really cool and awesome to hear how diverse Miss Gecki is. Like, I didn't realize she had her PhD. I look at school and I'm like, if I wanted to get my PhD, that's like eight more years of school. And I, I think it's so cool that someone has that much education and still has the choice and chooses to be a teacher. Like, I think that shows how passionate she is about her job. Um, you hear a lot of people say and like a lot of people make comments like, if I go to school for that much more time, like I'm certainly not going to come back to school. And I, just, I think it's cool because it shows really how A, smart she is, and B, how dedicated she is to helping her students and helping Chatfield High School. Like She's been a cornerstone here for a long time, and I think students are lucky, staff is lucky, everybody's lucky to have Ms. Gecki here. Yeah, we're all very thankful to have her as a teacher. Right. And for this week's quote of the week, this is in Ms. Gecki's tribute or a tribute to Miss Gecki. Um, 
Impossible is not a scientific term. So this week, if you think there's something you cannot do or something you will not do, um, just remember, like, you can do it. Abby and I believe in you. I know that sure. means a lot. Like, <laughs> so um, impossible is not a scientific term. Um, push through your week. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to hear you guys or hear your guys' response in those Instagram comments about your favorite movies. Have a great week. And Abby? Cue the band. <laughs>